<laughs> and that's why you don't put Twinkie on your pizza. Mm -hmm. You know what know. I just realized? Oh. Not just realized. You know what I realized lately is that we are at 74 episodes and we stopped saying our names like maybe 10 or 12 episodes ago. Mm -hmm. So people that are just coming to the podcast are like, who, is who this are guy? these people? Who is the <laughs> other one? What's the name? So Walter here. Gustavo here. And we are present. Present. present and accounted for. Um, <laughs> and um, summer is in full swing. Yep. And you just uh, went on a pilgrimage with your family, right? Uh, it turned into a pilgrimage. Well, let, let me let me see how why it became a pilgrimage. There are a bunch of churches in New Mexico where we were. Uh -huh. uh, the reason that I wanted to go to New Mexico is yes, because I had seen an episode of Real Life Catholic with uh, Chris Stefanik. Have mm -hmm. you seen that show? Yeah, some of them. Mm -hmm. He features so one people. Well. Or he has like another series now. Okay. Uh, Cause he did like two seasons of real life Catholic kind of like as a, I don't want to say like reality show, but yeah, he would go to different places around the country or the world. Mm -hmm. um, and he would talk to real life Catholics and, and kind of like find out and live the custom, your typical kind of like discovery channel type of travel uh, reality show, you know what okay. I mean? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And on this one, he went to New Mexico, and I saw that he went to visit the Loreto Chapel and with the stairs, which is amazing. It's really nice. And then there was like another little chapel out, maybe like 35 minutes outside of Santa Fe, where we were staying in uh, Chimayo, um, where they have the famous Holy Dirt. I don't know if you know about that one. No, but, what is sounds sounds like so in Chim my, my kids would play with. Yeah, so in Chimayo, the 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 story goes that um, missionaries that were like settling in that area uh, and and evangelizing, mm -hmm. one of these monks saw like a light coming from the ground near near the river down there. Okay, and hey, this one night he went to explore it, and he started digging where he saw the light emanating from the dirt and okay. and then he uncovered like a a crucifix with like a black christ on the crucifix so he thought this is very unique yeah you know so he was mystified so he took the 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 crucifix uh back to to his other brothers and they placed it in the chapel there and then in the morning they they saw that it was gone. And then when they went back to the place where they originally found it, it was back there. It was so they took again? it back again. It was not buried, but it was like in its original spot. Okay. So he went, they went back and they retrieved it again and they took it back to the chapel and the following morning, same thing. So by that time, they kind of like caught on that pretty much the crucifix wanted to stay put. So they ended up building a chapel around the crucifix and the crucifix is present in in the chapel still to this day i don't think it's visible i think it's kind of like kept hidden 
-hmm. but it's just such a beautiful place, you know? And um, so it kind of was a pilgrimage. I was driving distance from Arizona, which was pretty nice. Uh Um, Getting away from the heat. Getting away from the heat. It's really, the weather is beautiful up there. We had never gone that far east before. And and it kind of like worked out that we saw Santa Fe, which is beautiful. We got to experience these different churches. And I love Santa Fe in New Mexico itself because it's just like riddled in Catholic tradition, which is amazing. Just every street, you know, the in, in Santa Fe, which is pretty much the, the, the downtown area. It's, it's beautiful. It's walkable. And right by the Loreto Chapel is uh, the Cathedral of St. Francis of Assisi, okay, which is, again, another staple in a a pretty popular pilgrimage site and tourist site at that um because the 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 church is just beautiful beautiful to look at and they have like a nice reliquarium in there um they have daily mass at that church um which it was funny because we were planning to go to to daily mass while we were there Mm -hmm. because it was walking distance from the place we were staying and but they ended up like changing it to the, another location because they were filming like a series or something there for like Disney or something. What? Yeah. So it was so funny because the, the, the church looks very, very ancient and, you know, and, and Santa Fe is old Mexico looking. So the outside of the church has like this little uh, placita kind of thing on placita. the side of it. Yeah, and it has like uh, trees, and it looks very, very. It doesn't look like the U.S. essentially. So we saw that they had little mercaditos everywhere. You know, like oh, if you're really? going through through like a little town market. plaza, yeah, yeah, and like like a little town market, and and we we're like, but they were all taped up. We're like, well, I guess it's not open yet. And they had aguas frescas, and they had pan dulce. <laughs> And it looked really, really good. We're like, I wonder what time they open, you know? So come to find that they were taped up because it was a movie set. Oh. So they were filming some type of series or movie for, I think they told us it was for Disney+. Plus. Um, we didn't get to see any of the action or what it was about. But the whole time we were there, it was just taped off. And it was it was just really? gorgeous to, to, to look at. Do you guys need extras? Church. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Mexican. <laughs> I can eat pan yeah. dulce. <laughs> make uh, it look really convincing look real. too. Look, look how I'm holding the pan dulce with yeah. my pinky. Up. No crumbs. Look, no crumbs. No crumbs. <laughs> That's also, yeah. Wait, back up. Because you said Chimayo and the holy dirt. Um, but you said in, in Santa Fe, it was the, the Loreto Chapel. But talk about the stairs. You didn't touch so on this. So the stairs is pretty awesome story too so the story goes that they had built a chapel there the sisters i think came from um kansas in the late 1800s and they they built a chapel where they had uh, obviously settled and 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 were ministering to people from the community and this chapel was beautiful but they neglected to build stairs to the choir loft <laughs> and <clears throat> it's i don't know how it happened there's different versions of, of how it happened. And um, so they prayed a novena to St. Joseph. Okay. And and on the ninth day, this mysterious 
person just appeared on a donkey from the desert and said that he could build the chapel, the the chapel, the the staircase the for them. Okay. And so the person went in and he secured lumber. They didn't really see where it was. Uh, he didn't. They didn't see him working. Uh, by the time he was done, I think it took him about two, three months, I think. And the, he left. He didn't charge. He didn't nothing. So the the sisters went at least to the to the lumber yard to pay for the materials. And he's, they said, no, there's no record of anybody buying because that, that type of wood is not even available here. There's a very unique type of wood that doesn't grow in the region. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Huh. So the stairs it's themselves, um, it's a pretty unique design because they don't have a center support. It's a spiral staircase. It's it's built entirely out of wood, no screws, nor nail, nor nails, okay. just wooden dowels holds it together, and kind of like the the architecture of the stairs itself is what holds it together. And they say that when you step on it, it kind of has a bounce. It had a bounce uh, because after several years, they added a railing for safety. Okay, because it was just a the stairs um, and they just have a photo, steps. which is yeah, it's just the steps. Yeah. So later on, they added the railing for added safety because you could just like fall from it. If but it was it's pretty amazing to see it. I mean, it's just like standing there with no center beam for support. It's pretty wild. Put a picture up on, on yeah. Instagram of that. That's pretty crazy. So the mm -hmm. so the theory is that Saint Joseph himself built it, right? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy to think that they built a choir loft, but no stairs to get to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Yeah. I don't know. But and they were like in a predicament because the 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 space itself is not big. It was not a big chapel. Um, uh -huh. I mean, if I'm spitballing, maybe like. 25 30 feet wide by like a, maybe a hundred feet in length so it's and and, and you put the the pews in there oh, yeah and it's pretty tiny you know so the the stairs themselves if they would build a regular staircase it would it would take up 25 percent of the room inside of the church so, so the spiral, spiral staircase, staircase it's just sense. perfect uh-huh yeah. um and then for the chimayo, you know, the dirt, it's, it's, so there's a hole where you, where the crucifix was dug out. That hole is still there. And that's where you can go and collect dirt. And the dirt. You can collect dirt? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We brought some. So okay. we brought for the whole family. You can, you can get, you can have your own container or they sell like little containers there. Cause it's kind of like a touristy spot too. That's, it, it helps yeah. the economy of the small town. Um, so they, there's they have gift shops and stuff like that, but it it sets it's set to have healing properties, and it's pretty amazing when you walk in. They have uh, crutches that people had left, no. or photos that people had been cured, um, like baby shoes. They had like a lot of baby shoes. You can't really tell, you know, it, it, if if people got cured or if people didn't get cured. I mean, there's no record. But there is a lot of stories attributed to Chimayo dirt for people getting cured. That but it takes the 
the phrase rub some dirt on it to a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, totally. And they have a pilgrimage from, I think they they get there on Easter, on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. So people from all over the place, like going to, uh, I don't know, La Basilica de Guadalupe in Mexico oh, okay, City. To Our Lady know, Guadalupe. So people, yeah. to Our Lady of Guadalupe, people as pilgrims go there, some like carrying like big crosses. Really? They walk over there and that's where where they they end on a good Friday. They get over 300,000 people's people a year. So it's a pretty um it's a pretty well-known pilgrimage site. And people from all over the country, not just Santa Fe, some people get there walking from Albuquerque. That's crazy. Uh, That's like an hour and a half, like an hour drive or an hour. Yeah. 45 minute to an hour drive. Well, it's so not nothing, you know, carrying a cross. That's insane. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going to have to put it on our family bucket list of pilgrimages to go. And um, speaking of pilgrimages, mm -hmm. what do you know about El Camino de Santiago? The way of St. James. Well, I know that I want to walk it before my body start stops working, which is kind of getting ahead of me. <laughs> my <laughs> back's been hurting for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> after, after that trip, we did a lot of walking that trip. Nice. So, but yeah, I know that it's a, it's one of the bucket list items for not only Catholics, but a lot of people could yes. walk the Camino de Santiago and I came to know about it because of a couple of uh, movies, the we'll documentary, don't, yeah, don't, and and like another another movie, but um, but yeah, that's it's a it's something that I know I want to accomplish before God calls me home. Nice, same. I think ever since I um, had my reversion to the faith, it's one of the things that uh, I had discussed with Otto, uh, my my best friend from college. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I think that the I, now that I was digging into the history of it, it's pretty fascinating. So it uh, it started in medieval times, not the restaurant, but the ninth century, uh, <laughs> to the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela in Galicia, which is in the northwest part of Spain. Um, so the legend says that um, it it. The remains of the Apostle St. James the Great, son of Zebedee, uh, brother of St. John the Evangelist, was buried in Compostela and discovered by a shepherd in, in the ninth century. Um, also, a little bit of like context. This is about the time that the southern part of Spain is invaded by the Moors. Um, so that comes a little bit into play. Um, But even though like St. James had died like maybe like 800 years prior to when it was discovered, his body was discovered, because allegedly it was uh, two disciples that were led by angels to the spot where St. James was buried. So kind of like, you know, like the holy dirt. It was mm -hmm. like this light emanating. This was like two disciples led by angels. So when... Um, Um, King Alfonso II, uh, who was the ruler of 
um, I don't know if like it was Spain, it was like several different um, yeah. kingdoms um, heard of the news. He had a small chapel built in this holy place and then, um, and then would later commission a, a larger temple in order to attract pilgrims from all over the world. So I think at that point in time, it was kind of commonplace to have relics to show to to people so so pilgrims would come um so it was kind of a thing to help people with their faith and also attract kind of like holy tourism of sorts mm -hmm. um and to bring more catholics into that part of europe um in order to I mean, it had like something to do with like, eventually the Moors got expelled from Spain in like the 1400s or something yeah. like that. So they were there for like 700 years. Um, but then like, side note, um, in the year 40 uh, AD, um, St. James was in Zaragoza in, or the region that now is Zaragoza, Spain. And um, do you know about the uh, the the Church of Our Lady of the Pillar, Nuestra Señora del Pilar? No. So um, Mary appeared to St. James in the Ebro River. Um, and at that point in time, Mary was still alive. So she was bilocating. Oh, wow. And encouraging St. James to continue spreading the gospel through um hispania i think it would be like the name for the region of uh like iberia mm -hmm. i guess um the peninsula iberica yeah that makes more sense mm -hmm. so um uh so we have like a, a like a marker in history like at the year 40 a.d where mary's still alive and then appears in um the ebro river to saint james and then um commands him to build a church in her name in in Zaragoza. So um, I've been there and it's pretty amazing. There was pre-conversion, so now I'm kind of like kicking myself that I didn't spend more time in that. Yeah. I think it's a cathedral. Um, but then there were some bombings and um, the image of Our Lady of the Pillar there was unscathed oh after the bombings. Gosh. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, people in Zaragoza are like really proud of uh, El Pilar and uh, uh, what was the other thing that I was I think it's like the first church in the world that is dedicated to Mary don't don't quote oh, me wow. on that so we're going to need wow. like fact checkers fact checkers yeah <laughs> so anyways um, he, he St. James was working his way through the Iberian Peninsula um, and then ended up dying in the area where Compostela um, is, and well, the city ended up being named after him, Santiago de, de Compostela, which uh, Sant, Saint Iago James. Um, so in James in Spanish is Santiago. Um, and then uh, in Portuguese, I think it's going to be the same, same thing, Iago. I, I haven't really checked, like, how do you mm -hmm. go from James uh, to Santiago, right? To Santiago, and I think I've always like, wondered that. Yeah, yeah. Like Diego is also like um, a, a 
kind of like a derivative derivative and that's a very hard word for me to say derivative derivative yeah it comes from <laughs> <laughs> this is like another way of another but santiago <laughs> james um anyways and um uh, compostela uh, one of the definitions that i found is it comes from uh, the latin campus stele Comp like a field of stars Campo Estrellas uh -huh. makes sense. Compostela. Compostela. Um, so now, the, like, the, like the cathedral that King uh, Alfonso II ordered to have it built um, started in uh, the year 1078. And, and that kind of like begins or like marks like the beginning of, of the golden age for the pilgrimage uh -huh. to Santiago Compostela around the year. Uh, 1078 um so yeah so so far so good yeah i always thought that coming back to the name i, I was wondering it's saint james why don't we call him jaime jaimito right you know? i was like where where did santiago come from i never knew about it until you told me right now yeah and then it's not like you say san santiago exactly you just say santiago apostles uh-huh like the name would be Tiago. Yeah. Tiago. Which I don't know. I think That's Tiago is in Portuguese. Maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, it's one of those things is like, how do you get from one to the um <laughs> but yeah, and then where does Jaime come from? So then now you have mm -hmm. in Spanish you have Santiago, Jaime, Diego. And I don't know, it's gonna be like another one that is derived from <laughs> from James. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, okay, so the pilgrimage in and of itself started because King Alfonso II wanted to see the site where the body of uh, St. James the Apostle was buried. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the original pilgrimage. Um, and the, there's like two routes. There's so many routes, but there's two that are like the OG routes. Uh, El Camino del Norte, or the, the north route. Uh -huh. um, which is 820 kilometers or 509 miles for everybody, everybody that lives in the U.S. Because, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, I wanted to use just metric, but I'm like, I'm just going to say miles because <laughs> people are going to get upset if I just use the metric system for, for these. Um, but the Camino del Norte goes through um, Spain's Basque country. In, uh -huh. in, in the north part, it's like the uh, uh, La Bahia de Vizcaína. I don't know how to say that in English. Uh -huh. um, and it goes through like Cantabria, Asturias, uh, and then it heads towards Galicia and, and Compostela. So it's like 120 kilometer, kilometers, uh, 109 miles. And um, that that seems like very very long but that's one of like the original routes mm -hmm. um the second original route is el camino primitivo or the primitive uh way that's okay. a little bit shorter it's 311 kilometers in or 183 miles and this is kind of like the oldest route uh or like the original way it's called because that's the one that um uh, alfonso ii would have taken would have taken Got it and it starts in the city of Oviedo, which is kind of like 
closer to it's still kind of like northwest Spain, but like um, San Sebastian, which is in the Basque Country, where you would start the Camino Norte. Oviedo is like in between San Sebastian and Compostela. Um, so uh, 311 kilometers, 183 miles. So it's like what, like less than half of the Camino del Norte. Mm -hmm. but, it's, but it's not as popular. Um, the, the one that is the most popular that, that a lot of people do is uh, Camino Frances, this, the French way. That one is 790 miles. No, 790 kilometers. No, kilometers, yeah. And 490 miles, which is very substantial. It's kind of a little bit less than Camino Norte, but um, this one starts in the border. Uh, it starts in France, actually, like in the border with Spain, between France mm -hmm. and Spain, in saint jean pied de port in France. And... Um, this one goes through Pamplona, Logroño, Burgos, León, and then it heads to into Compostela, and um, and the and this route is really famous because uh, when 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 the pilgrimage to Compostela started to get more popular uh, mm -hmm. among the faithful, you can see like routes from all over uh, Europe. Uh, starting to pop up like from Poland and Italy and Germany and all of the Catholics from all these other European countries mm -hmm. starting doing their own pilgrimages. And the point where they would all converge would be uh, St. John Pied de Port in France. So that's why it became kind of like a famous starting point for people to like begin their Camino there. Um, so it's kind of cool because you are in like in Navarra in the region of Navarra and, and, and going through the Pyrenees, um, which is very mountainous. Um, so that part is kind of rough from what I've heard. I've never, I guess I, we should have prefaced this, that neither of us have done a Camino. Neither of us. Like, just I got blisters just by listening to it. <laughs> That's brutal. I know it's brutal, but yeah, that, yes. we haven't so, walked it yet. So the thing is, like, well, okay, um, you're going through the Pyrenees, and and we talked about like three different uh, routes, and they're all breaking down in like different um, stages. We call them etapas, um, and they usually would have you walk like 22 to 24 kilometers, um, which I don't know how much that is in miles. Let's see. 22 kilometers to miles would be 13.6 miles. What is so, that? Like a day? It, it, per day. Yeah. Per day. Yeah. And the and the cool thing about that is that kind of like the, the cities or like the little towns that are along the way of, of the route or the stages, mm -hmm. um, they have albergues, which is kind of like hostels or inns where yeah. they they just give you a bed for the night and um and some of them have food available and things like that um so that's how you they like the the little towns make a, a economic gain from it but also they provide a service right yeah um so um 
in order for you to get uh, your Compostela, which is the certificate of completion, guess, well, you already have the show notes in front of you, so it's not going to be a fun trivia. How many kilometers do you need to walk? So you already, did you see it already? You probably read it yeah. already. Okay. Well, for those at home, say a number. Okay. A hundred kilometers is the minimum that you need to walk in order to get your certificate. And uh, you get a little passport that you get like stamps on mm -hmm. in every town that you go through. Or well, 62 miles, 62 miles. For... So 62 miles. At least, at least 62 miles. Yeah. So that's what I was, when I was, uh, I was telling Deanna, like now with four kids, it's like, it's even more difficult for yeah, me to like, to do this. So because let's say that we just do like the minimum 100 kilometers kilometers and then we do like 22 kilometers a day that is five days at of least nothing right? but walking mm -hmm. of nothing but walking um five days you can get a lot of prayer in you know <laughs> yeah 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 so like the uh, i i've been watching a lot of youtube videos of people that do like tips and tricks on what to do and um it is pretty intense from what i what i've heard there, there's uh people that do like 36 days uh for like the camino frances to yeah, break yeah. down um 790 kilometers so yeah, I've, I've heard that it's roughly 40 yeah um if well, if you do the whole thing 40 days dude can you imagine that well, we know those guys that did 40 days. Let's just get to that in a minute because oh my that goodness. was a, a very extreme example of how to do a chemical. <laughs> but um, so one thing that fascinates me about this is that it, it, it attracts it attracts both religious and non-religious people mm -hmm. to do this. Um, some people will do it out of devotion they just want to deepen their faith and just like they some people would go to the holy land some people would go to um you know santiago compostela like so far like two of the biggest moments for me or three i would say three of the biggest moments that i've had in my faith is going to the tomb of saint peter in saint peter's square uh well and then adjacent to it, going to the tomb of St. John Paul II. It's also in St. Peter's. Um, praying at the tomb of St. Uh, Francis of Assisi, at Assisi, and then uh, praying at the, the tomb of um, St. Mark, the um, the evangelist in Venice. Because mm -hmm. um, you are like, okay, this is like the guy that wrote the gospel that gets proclaimed from the pulpit on Sunday, you know? every Sunday, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, kind of like being in in touch with your roots, so to speak, um, yeah. from the faith. So, going to pay your respects at the tomb of Saint James um, sounds like a, a really cool uh, way to like have this uh, pilgrimage deepening of faith um, to see what God wants from you. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, as we learned from the 2010 movie, The Way, starring Martin Sheen, 
there's people that do it for other reasons, like losing weight or quit smoking or become a better writer, like the people in that movie, which, you know, those are probably fictitious, but some people might have those reasons to walk the Camino. Oh, uh, they just do it because they're avid hikers and they want to challenge. It's like, like yeah. a mountain climber would go to Everest, you know, or whatever. So it's, it's, yeah, I, I think it's varied reasons, but they all get in touch with something they weren't expecting if they're not doing it for the typical pilgrimage reason. I think yeah. that's what I liked about that movie in 2010, which, by the way, did you know that Martin Sheen uh, is called Martin Sheen because Archbishop Fulton Sheen? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I, they change. I, I don't know that he is Catholic and uh, Emilio Stevez yeah. is Catholic. And I think Emilio Stevez, Estevez is in that. the movie, right? He directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I did not know so that he was named after note. Bishop Sheen. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think they changed their name because when they, they changed it because there was like a lot of prejudice against... Hispanics back then when they first came to the States and it became a stage name and whatever. But hang on, what's yeah. his original name? I think it's Roberto Estevez or something like that. And then his stage name is Martin Sheen. Yeah. And then what? that's why we have a, a Charlie Sheen. Carlos Sheen. Well yeah. that, that guy is winning. His name is Carlos Estevez. Carlos Estevez. Yeah. Emilio, that's not why I named my son Emilio. Just so you know, it was yeah. not after Emilio Estevez. Uh, but yeah, the, the the movie does a good job of of um, making people connect with something other than themselves, something you know? bigger than themselves. Yeah, exactly. And I liked it. I I, I thought it was a underrated movie, uh, and I saw it in a time of my life where I was getting to know my faith a lot better and being more intentional about it. And a lot of things spoke to me uh -huh. about it. And since I saw that, I was like, that would be amazing to, to walk. Yeah. And, um, the cathedral in and of itself is so beautiful. It's kind of like this, I think it's Baroque. Yeah. Uh, well, it says that it's, uh, in the notes that it's, it was built like in the Romanesque, style um mm -hmm. but um i was trying to find the um the name of the um the bota fumero the bota fumero is a giant incense thurible that is uh, like mid 19th century old and um they swing it across the main altar on special occasions um, on the pilgrim masses. And, and just seeing that if, if, if you're listening and you have, you're watching and you haven't seen the, the Botafumeiro, we'll probably put a, a link to a video of, of that because it's like, it's a, it's a show like the kind of like they put on a show um, because mm -hmm. this durable with incense in it, it's probably like the size of a person. So think of a piñata that is like the size of like a human. 
and they they just swinging across the main altar back and forth mm-hmm. and like the 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 cloud of smoke is like yeah. following it's kind of insane to that'd be pretty sweet that'd be awesome that. to witness i think they feature that in the movie right they I don't do. remember yeah. okay yeah the 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 ending of the movie how he is like well, I don't want to give it away, but there's one thing that I'm like, you shouldn't do that. That's not Catholic. Mm-hmm. Actually, they he does it throughout the movie, right? He puts a little bit of ashes in like every little little point. I'm like, come on, that's not the theologically sound, guys. Yeah, I don't think he was doing it for theological reasons. It was more of a, I guess he wanted to connect with more audiences. Um, yeah, but. It's it's fine, I think. If you watch it with another lens, I think yeah. it's still a good movie. But if you want to watch like a Catholic perspective on El Camino, 2016 Footprints, The Path of Your Life, it actually stars or has in it 10 uh, parishioners from St. Anne here in Gilbert, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And they were led by Father Sergio Fita, who uh, unfortunately he's going back to Spain. He was the the pastor of Saint Anne for like a number of years, but mm-hmm. he has decided to go to go back to Spain. Um, this is the what Gustavo was talking about it towards the beginning of the episode that they walked one thousand kilometers, six hundred and twenty one miles. I'm just gonna say that again, so people actually let that sink in: six hundred and twenty one miles in forty days. Yeah. That is not common. That is like two Camino Primitivos, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, I think they take detours, right? Because they go to this other city in Spain to look at the relics of the Holy Cross. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Pray over that. But they get like all sorts of weather. It's kind of insane. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. I was, um, I have a connection to that movie somewhat because when, when I did uh, TLI, the Tepeyac Leadership uh, Initiative, uh-huh. one of the guys that was part of that group was in TLI with me. Oh, shout really? out to Shout out to Pedro. Pedro's like a really nice guy. And See, we should have interviewed him for this. We could. We definitely should. And um, bring him bring him in and, and give him give us his perspective. Maybe for like the, I don't know, eight year anniversary of the movie or something, whatever. <laughs> but but he was. Um, yeah, he needed some work done for like the DVD cover and stuff. After the after the release of the movie. <clears throat> so I helped him out with that stuff. Um, Loosely, I didn't design any anything. I just made like small edits on it and helped him out that way. But yeah, he he would he would talk about it and and you would just be like, "How did you do it? That is crazy amount of walking." And for anybody that hasn't watched it, I really encourage you go check it out. Love that they have mass. He says that every everybody would carry a different part of the of of what is needed to have mass mm. in their backpacks. Yeah. And um it's just a gorgeous movie. I love it. I, I'm gonna go watch that again. 
You know, I was trying to find it on Netflix because it was where it was distributed at, but I couldn't find it. Today I was trying to watch it before we uh, started recording. Yeah. But now I need to figure out where it where it is available to stream Let's it. Check it out. Um, so if we find out, I guess we'll we can also like if we don't find it right now, we can put a link. Yeah. In the in the description, but um, yeah, man, I I got me um, it got me thinking, I guess, because you know, today is uh, July twenty sixth, and this is the day after the feast day of Saint James, which is the whole reason why we started talking about this. Mm -hmm. I guess we should have opened with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, why are these guys talking about Camino and Chimayo and Santa Fe? Pilgrimages. Uh, oh, oh, you know what? They have something in uh, Chimayo that reminded me of uh, El Camino. Mm -hmm. They have the shells uh, oh, all yeah. over, all over the different areas. Because I don't know if you remember in, in, Camino, they have at, yeah. at various points. It's what's kind of like guiding you. Yeah, it's like the Camino. Um, the the I don't know what how to call it the logo or like yeah, the, like the emblem everybody. of yeah. the pilgrim, right? Yeah, the pilgrim and has a shell with the with the with the cross in it's it, like a red cross, I think yeah. it is. And and they have shells like that too at Chimayo, which I was like, ah, oh, I, I remember I remember seeing this when I watched the movie. So interesting, that's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, is there a way to do a virtual Camino? Like you walk the distance from your home, and then you do like a devotion and prayer, but you don't get to the problem that I have with that. You know how there's. Have you seen how there's like these um, uh, challenges that you can log in or like register for rather, and then you get a medal at the end if you like mm -hmm. log steps or distance uh -huh. for certain things like their theme, like Lord of the Rings. And then you can walk the distance that the characters walk oh, from got the it, Shire got it. to Mordor. Mm -hmm. And then you get a medal that says, like, you walk the distance that the characters walk to, to Mordor. It's kind of like fun way to get you more active and do mm -hmm. exercise. But um, it's not the same, right? No. It's well, interestingly enough, if, interestingly enough, if you go f walking from here to Shimayo, it's around 530 miles. So Dang. it's roughly the same distance. Yeah, but one there, of the there are no albergues in the. <laughs> There's the nothing out there, dude. There's just a ton of dirt and a ton of desert and a ton yeah. of nothing. You probably it's a really died, long so drive. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> do not walk from Phoenix to Chimayo. Uh, is it in, in Spain? They have the infrastructure for that. So if you want yeah. to do it, check it out. Um, we'll put some links in the description if. Uh, Anybody that is listening wants to um, look into that. And um, if you have done El Camino before, leave a message, a comment. Um, yeah. We would love to know about your experience. And um, yeah, share a yeah. photo on Instagram. That'd be great to see. Yeah, that would be fun. Just tag us and we can reshare it. Um, yeah, closing comments.
No, it's really fun. I think I, we're trying to do this a lot more to incorporate uh, our faith into our family vacations. You know, so we're trying to source out locations that we can find out and and explore churches, um, monasteries, things like this that shrines. that give yeah shrines that give the vacation like another level of meaning. Um, Cause you can always go and have fun, you know, and that, 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 that's all, that's great to just have leisure time. Mm -hmm. But if we have the opportunity, like we did with the, this little trip, um, it just adds like a different, another dimension to, to the trip. And it also uh, instills in the kids, you know, that this is, this is important to us. This is what we do. We live our faith. We celebrate our faith and we seek it out when, when we are, even when we're on vacation. So and that's it's pretty cool. Inheritance. I think it's a nice tradition. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just things like that, that are like, old. it's just like, you're in a time, time machine. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see. Yeah. That's amazing. So, all right, go on a pilgrimage, whether if it's in Europe or find the closest shrine close to where you live. It's probably one close by, close-ish. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. And um, go to direct.me forward slash Barbatos for more information, more information about the podcast. And I guess we'll see you next week. Buen camino to everybody. Alrighty. Until the next Talk time. See you later. Bye.